This week on Book Pile Banter, Amberly, Sarah, and Kim theorize about Castile's death. Listener discretion is advised. This episode contains mature content. Welcome to Bookpile Banter. This is Amberly with Sarah and Kim. Today we are going to discuss A Crown of Gilded Bones by Jennifer L. Armentrout, which just came out last year in April. I am going to skip over giving you guys a little bit of a plot today because I know these two have tons to say and I'd let you let, rather like to get you guys into that rather than, you know, rehash what hopefully everyone has read. So... With that said, before the two of you completely rip this apart... Oh, that was never my intention. Oh, please. <laughs> I mean, it is a likely outcome, but... So, before that happens, tell me at least one thing you liked about this book. Less fingering. <laughs> there is less fingering. And less introspection. There is. No, less. I will say that I did actually enjoy this book more than the second one. Oh, okay. Um... I do think it's a bit of a mess narrative-wise, but it had a narrative, whereas the other one I felt like we were going in circles, just walking from one town to another. <laughs> Only those two locations, nothing was really happening until like the very end where it's like, oh yeah, you'd have a plot for the next book. Um, so okay. yeah, I did actually... Um, like this one a little bit more. Okay. I'm not sure any of that was actually like praise on it. And <laughs> just like, <laughs> I didn't hate this as much. <laughs> it had a plot. Okay. No, no adjective. Just, it had, it had a, a plot. A plot. It was technically a story that went somewhere. <laughs> That's great. Okay. Yeah, again, less fingering, which... <laughs> It's always a plus in my book. Again, if that's your thing, good on you, but that is a squick for me. I'm so, sorry, did you say that's a squish or a... Squick. A squick, okay. Wait, what? Squick? I've not heard squick before. You've not heard the term squick before? No, I've not it's heard squick. It's like something that you don't personally like. Like, okay. not a trigger, but like you just don't... Like it makes you cringe. Yeah. Okay, like, ooh, okay. No, I've, oddly enough, I have not heard squick before. I've heard a lot of things, but not squick. That's weird. Yeah. I've seen it written. I've never actually tried to pronounce it. Oh. So it's so I was like squick. And then I went, oh, I know, I know what she's referring to. Okay. Yeah. Wow. What did I like about it? Yes. She's a fantastic writer of fight scenes. She just she just is. So I like the fight scenes. However, since I didn't finish the book, I had to, you know, power through most of them. <laughs> so the thing I really wanted to enjoy I had to. Tim. Yeah, power through. Power them. through. So I think what I actually liked most about this was the fact that Poppy really grew in this one. You know, in the previous, in the first book, she was naive. She she didn't know anything. She she was just trying to figure that out. In the second book, she had a lot of questions, but wasn't knowing how to write, the, ask the right questions. And I feel like in this book, 
She no longer felt like she asked questions. You are making crinkling noises. Sorry. I'm trying to take my keys off because they make noise when I move. <laughs> they were going to make noise when I set them down. I apologize. <laughs> so um, I like the fact that in this book, she's figured out how to ask the right questions to demand to ask for the answers that she wants, as opposed to just letting people tell her what they wanted to. And she's confident in her decisions. Um, so I'm, I'm honestly really impressed with how much Poppy does grow in these, as opposed to us spending three books of her still being the same character only for it to flop at the last, you know, in the, we'll get book four and suddenly magically in the last half of book four, she's all knowing she's actually made progress. Uh, Yeah, I think there, I think there's a definite writing towards that progress. I remember when, um, she's in the process of deciding whether she wants to be queen or not, um, and they were going to do some confrontation with somebody. I don't know. I don't remember the details. But uh, Castile starts to deploy people. And yeah. she says, wait a minute. Why are you doing that? And yeah. he's like, we don't really have time for this. And she's like, I don't care. I want to know why. Yeah. And he realizes, oh, she is wanting to learn strategy. She's mm-hmm. wanting to learn why I'm making the decisions I'm making. And so then he explains it to her. And so, yeah, yeah I, I, I noticed that progression in her in that she... Uh, Definitely is like, okay, I'm done being the the stupid, naive little girl and and these people are insisting I become a queen, so I need to learn what I'm doing. And she goes through active effort. Like, she makes a conscious choice to see what seems to be successful in how other people handle situations and trying to replicate it. Because she does meet Castile's mother and watches her, how she chooses to handle her emotions, and then turns around and goes... It's not that I can't be emotional. This woman clearly has emotions and clearly reacts to them. But the key is to know when I can show them and when I need to look stern. And so then she turns around and and does that. And I think that's pretty clear that she's actually learning from the people she meets and figuring out how to handle herself, which I think a lot of books don't always do that, where these characters just magically figure it out. But we actually are getting time to see that Poppy does I would like to to have taken less than 1,200 pages for her to grow, but yeah. (laughs) (laughs) She did. It's still a a, a mocking joke in this book. (sighs) However, not as much. I mean, it was like every other, well, that's an exaggeration. It, it, It was a lot in the middle book, but this book it's it's just kind of a joke and i think the last book was unfortunately what was required which is now that poppy was out in the world we needed info dumping yeah and and it's much like if you look again at lord of the rings and you look at two towers two towers is the biggest info dump of any book i've ever known and i don't even know that i ever picked up all of the info um so i mean it's not like beyond the realm of possibility that that's how people handle middle books. I mean, you could also look at some of the middle books of, like, say, Harry Potter. There are some books that are really just primarily info-dumping. Yeah. So. But, okay, now I will allow you guys to ream on things that you did not like, because I know you guys have issues with it. So, (laughs) what was your biggest complaint about it, Sarah? Oh, that that happened early on, actually. Um, And it made me think for a while, most of the book to be honest, that Poppy and Castile were actually being set up as, like, the villains. Okay. Um, where they were actually going to be bad people. And then I realized, oh, nope, they're, they're still the protagonists. Um, and it was the stuff with Alistair. Okay. I, it really bothered me. I just, I did not like that they, like, captured him. They held him in secret. They didn't give him a trial or anything. 
And then they just marched these people out and made them kneel down and just executed the whole lot of them for treason because people with treason don't get a trial for some reason. That's <laughs> definitely. I know that she she she, she she overtly talks about you know fair trial representation and he's like yes for everybody but treason. What? But, but why yeah, why do 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 treasonous people not deserve? And then a it's trial? Like, and so then anything you just decide is treason, you can kill someone for. Exactly. It's like, that is the most corrupt thing yeah. I've ever seen. And then they just do it, and it's like, this is fine. And then she slices Alistair's neck open so that it hurts, that he dies in agony. And it's a slow bleed <laughs> death. Slow bleed. And then the wolven just come in oh my, and fucking eat people. Oh, that, that was, was weird. so that disgusting. Was, yeah, I was like, okay, this is cannibalism. This is yeah, awesome. that they was weird. Eating... A woman. So woman. He's like, a yeah. woman. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that was so. I, oh, I, I, I wrote that down that I yeah. found that weird. That was just. That's where I was like, are these guys actually evil? Because then we have the blood trees that keep popping up with Poppy, where these, these ominous, like, dripping red things. So it's like, she's almost like this, like, corrupt force that's yeah, just. Yeah, but like, then we later find out that the gold leaves are actually the, the, the <laughs> bad leaves and the red leaves know, are the good really leaves. Confused. I'm just like, I was whatever. Like, what? This is like the most ominous thing. It's like the whole, the hills are turning red like blood. And I was like, and every time her blood drops on the ground, this tree magically sprouts yeah, so in full why. form. Up until that point, I was like, this seems like it's going in that direction where it's like, yeah. they're actually going to be the bad guys. I mean,. I wouldn't necessarily... I mean, obviously, we haven't read the next book, but I wouldn't rule that out. I don't know. Because I... I feel like that's a bit more complexity than what the author's going to go with. I don't know. And, and And I... Or I, at the very least, don't think that when we get to the end of this series, I think we're going to find that no one is the ultimate good guy and it's all morally gray. And I think that's the point of that scene is to make it clear that while... In conversation, Castile and Poppy have idealisms that are ideal. In practice, they, they actually are hypocrites. Well, or th- that in the moment they're not thinking about what they're they've thought about. They're reacting, and that's not necessarily good. I mean, we go through this in um, I'm going to say her name wrong. Queen Ileana. Yeah. yeah, is, you know, put on this pedestal as the poor, forsaken wife who, you know, Castile loves because she's his mother, but she's this good queen and stuff. Wait, no. That's... No, sorry, that's... Oh, shit. What's, what are his parents' names? <laughs> yeah, Queen Ileana is... Yeah, no. The vampire, yeah, that's... but not vampire. It's uh, so funny how none of us write. Elena e- e- or something like that? Uh, okay, so Castile's mom. I'm just going to say Iolina, that. Iolina, I don't know. So many of these names sound familiar or oh, same as each other. Yeah. That's my biggest complaint about yeah, it. They're is very the boom- generic fantasy yeah. names, kind of, to be honest. Um, so Castile's mother, we are led to believe that she's like this whole, you know, mighty epitome of what it is to be a good queen. And she poisoned her first husband's mistress to kill her. And then hid it. And possibly killed her son. Is Beth's son. So I think we are being set up to be prepared for the fact that the, that Poppy and Castile are, are going to be morally gray. Well, and we're going to start getting things where they don't, they do more and more. Being morally gray and being, doing things that are just straight up evil. But I think that's the thing is I think they are going to make. Yeah. And I just feel like your protagonist, like, I don't know. I just. Uh, I think that, that. They lost me at that point. I was the, like, I cannot root for these fair. characters anymore. I think the thing that needs to be really looked at is 
and this is one of the things you do when you look at any book, or you should do, is when it was written. Mm -hmm. And these two books were written in very modern times as an American writer. And um, the fact that maybe some sides of our political conversations that are happening can be seen from multiple views. And what somebody who is more liberal would see as very just... Well, I, I, I'm going to, yeah, but you, you understand what like, I'm saying is there are two sides um, and it's debatable whether you can say, you know, there's good people on both sides. Um, <laughs> it's a, it's a lesser evil kind of situation. I, th- yeah, I think, it's, it's, I think yeah. we're going to get to the end of this and we're going to find that it's that Poppy and Castile are the lesser evil, not that they aren't evil. I actually kind of want them to be evil. Like we, we've been getting hints on it this entire time. I I do want. I don't think the word is evil. I think the word is. I had it in my head three seconds ago. Um, willing to do what must be done. I think they're gonna go. I just realized it because we talked about briefly the fact that anytime. Castile calls her something, it becomes truth. Mm-hmm. And he constantly talks about how violent she is. Yep. He And I think there's even a quote. I think we are going to get a, well, like, Khaleesi-style... I think we're going to get both of their violence. Yeah. Well, you don't think the, the Lisa, the Lisa... Uh, you think Khaleesi? Khaleesi Honestly, that it, when they called her that, I was like, so it's just like Khaleesi. And then yeah. she summons the dragons, and I was like... Could you be more transparent? This this writer, yeah, this writer is hard into, and and and, and some writers do this purposefully, and I'm yeah. pretty sure she does this purposefully. Yeah, purposefully. I don't like it. It's a little too on the nose in a lot of the stuff she does. As far as as that, you know, it it yeah, it's just like Cal Drogo, and you have Castile, and 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 then apparently a lot of these characters come from another book that yeah. I haven't read yet. Yeah. That we're gonna make you read. Yay! I'm so excited. But um, I mean, I like those books better than okay. this. If that's any consolation, although rereading them now, I don't know. Well, I hope I still like them. But <laughs> I, I think, and I think, when talking about the fact that she pulls on all of these other, like these really popular things, something to keep in mind is this is her first time writing a high fantasy book or this this higher level fantasy book. The most clo- the closest she's gotten to this is urban fantasies, and High fantasy is just like. Dragons and... Yeah, high fantasy is generally you have a big epic quest. Okay. So, Lord of the Rings is high fantasy. Yeah. Um, I, so, I yeah. So, this is dozen, kind of yeah. kind of going to that level. I don't know if it quite hits that, but it is that, like, pure fantasy. It's, it's like, not urban fantasy. And I think if you, say, compare this to uh, Sword of Shannara, she's taking the elements that she can recognize that other people like and is using them to figure out how she wants to use them. Um... And it's a little heavy-handed because it's very obvious what she's pulling from when she does this. I don't hate it though. It's just it's just obvious. Um, well, so I dislike it. I don't, I don't like it when they say whatever my my Lisi or whatever. Yeah, and I'm that's going, a bit my Khaleesi. Um, it's like you know, don't hit me over the head with it. Make it yeah. make it subtle. Or it's like make it obvious that you are actually like. You know, that it's supposed to be like a callback or something to Homage, that yeah. yeah. Yeah, rather not, than... Not like where it's like, are you plagiarizing? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't think this is any different than that Aragon book that people absolutely love that yeah. is a pulling of all kinds of stuff. It, it, this, isn't, this isn't a new concept. <laughs> right. Um, 
But yeah, I, I think I think they are going to go dark. I think we're going to Castile has been calling her his. What is the exact quote? I want it because it's going to drive me nuts if I honeydew. don't. Nuts if I don't. My no, sh- not honeydew. Oh. <laughs> you had to remind us of that, didn't you? It came up once in this, and I just went. Yeah. I have. Oh, I'm in the wrong book. That's my problem. <laughs> like I have notes on this as I'm looking in my Kindle, and I was not. I was reading the uh, arc for the last graduate. Bear with me a second here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 A lot of my notes are about that execution. I Oh, it was it. I, the, the cannibalism really bothered me. It was disgusting. Um, but but that's kind of an overarching theme in all of this. Is is okay? You're well, eating blood. You're 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 eating body parts. You, you're you're imprisoning people with the bones of other people. Yes. What is she called? She he. So okay. Just because I don't want you to get sidetracked, <laughs> right, 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 right. and I know you two will. Um, <laughs> on page one eighty, he says, "Such a stunning, vicious little creature." Yeah. And I think that is, I know he calls her violent and stuff, but I think there is us telling us that, mm-hmm. that she is going to. So I, did you catch on what she said as far as we've talked about? Every time he starts out calling her princess, mm-hmm. then she becomes a princess. He then starts calling her queen. She then becomes a queen. He is then switches in the midst of this current book calling her goddess. And now we're going to know by the end of this, I think by yeah, the end of yeah. this, that she is a goddess. So he... When it comes to his endearments of her, he is foreshadowing what she is to become. And so as soon as he calls her anything, I'm like, okay, well, and so that, that resolved the big question of her for me. As soon as he called her goddess, I'm like, well, she's a goddess. I don't know how she got there. I really don't care. (laughs) We will get a hundred pages on it though. Yeah, we will. (laughs) Um, But so, yeah, I, I think this vicious little creature that he's referring to. and, And I think part of what she is seeing in him in the fact that, the fact that she's dreading because she, she talks, they talk about you yeah, and I'm not looking forward to the sex scene and I'll just skip it. But talking about how he's not lost control yeah. when it comes to them having sex, he's not lost control. Yeah. Um, I'm not looking forward to that scene, but I know it's coming. Well, okay. So this is one of my, my theories in regards to Castile. I think so by the end of this, he gets kidnapped by Queen Isabeth. And I think she is going to trigger him back into who he was when he was kidnapped beforehand. I think that he and Poppy are then going to have to face off together, which is probably going to result in the uh, uncontrollable sex scene. scene. But first, we'll have to Maybe fight. Maybe tame him with her vagina. <laughs> you know, the magic dick is a thing. The magic vagina is a okay. thing in writing. Well, at least it is in in, uh, in fan fiction writing. But <laughs> So I think we are going to get to that point where he is going to go dark. He is going to go stupendously vicious. Okay, and... so I got, I got to know. Well, uh-huh. no, I don't have to know. I'm, yeah, you I'm do have to know. Behind. You're going to, now they're <laughs> going to want to know. I know. Um, what more can happen during sex that is that is just like this out of control thing? I, I just don't know. They've already slammed into walls. They've already... I Have they broken furniture yet? I, I, I don't know. I honestly have just skipped through skipped any time. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I guess we get into more, like, BDSM-style stuff, uh, tying her up. I don't know. Okay. I just... Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I just don't... I just... It's just like he's, he's l- literally... Well, I don't think he pierced her clitoris, but he... Ew. 
Yeah, no, he just nicked it. Nicked her clitoris, and she, like, had the orgasm of the century. I don't know how that would feel good, but anyway. Because she Mm. likes pain and pleasure. Oh, God. Um, Again, that is something, something, some people do enjoy that. (laughs) I'm getting clared at, but I just want to clarify, for some people, that is a turn-on, and they do like reading that. Okay, we're not going to get into a sex discussion to the level that we did last time, this time. <laughs> you say that now. <laughs> so I will leave that alone, because while, oh God, while the pain may be included in the pleasure, the moment of pain will not usually bring about an orgasm. Man, I am glad I skipped so many <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, they I just have glad. sex and he's down well, there yeah. doing his, his downstairs business and, and And you know needs a little blood going with it because we've gotten to the point where blood is required each time. So it's a fetish now. Hmm. <laughs> Rather <laughs> than a cake. I know what one is now. <laughs> But yeah, so. anyway, I mean, because typically, typically during the moments of pain, and I'm just not going to get into the details, <laughs> um, there is a downgrading of the sexual pleasure, and then it increases and comes back. So, yeah. just saying, just saying. You know what? Just I, saying. I, I don't know if anybody commented; they could tell me how wrong I am, and it would be it would okay, be an honor so for me please, to hear if, how if, wrong if, I if, am. <laughs> If you know otherwise, without having to give us details, <laughs> please tell us if she's wrong. Can people drive pleasure from the pain? Or is it that it is a, like, give and take kind of thing where the pain causes your pleasure to decrease and then spike? Um, yes, please tell Because apparently we need that clarified. <laughs> <laughs> or at least Kim does. <laughs> I, I really don't. I don't, because I already know the answer. But anyway... No, you said if, if somebody else has that experience, that it is actually pleasurable, then they can, you know, correct you on your assumptions yeah, about yeah, how it is. Yeah, yeah. So. I mean, yeah. to be fair, devil's advocate here, uh, Poppy is technically a goddess, so maybe her physical sensations and reactions are different from a normal human. Now you're applying way more thought into this writer's <laughs> thinking than, know, than, right? than you it's were attributing not. earlier, so... I just want to contribute. Okay. <laughs> so I don't have much to say about sex. <laughs> I skipped it. <laughs> okay, so what did you guys think of Castile this, ep- this episode? <laughs> this book? Uh, I did write a note about him. I said, Castile has no agency of his own. He exists as a big, bad pleasure doll for Poppy. That was my thought on that, Castile. You know, in this book particularly, that feels so accurate. <laughs> I honestly was getting to points where I was like, okay, I get that we are supposed to idealize Castile. I'm like, but what has he done? <laughs> Nothing. What He's does he He's do? Boring. Yeah. And like... He has no character behind him, really. No. When when I read it the first time and he got kidnapped, I was like, oh no, Castile got kidnapped. And I'm like, this time I was reading it and I was like... Oh no. Castiel got kidnapped. And I'm like, okay, let's think about this. Am I upset that Castiel got kidnapped because I care about the character? Or is it because I'm not looking forward to the reaction it gets from Poppy and I feel bad for Poppy? 
And well, okay, yes, you could shake your head no that you don't feel bad for Poppy, but I was like, my well, I, to me, it, it oh, strikes God. me as it's just giving Poppy more ability to have more agency. She's yeah. not going to have, except for she's going to have Kiernan with her. Or Kier, I know I call him Kiernan, and it's Kieran. Kieran. Um, she's going to have Kieran with her the entire time. Yeah. So um, and her dragons. Yeah, and her wolf slaves. <laughs> they are kind of slaves. They are. They are. But I got to tell you, I would love. Love to have a pack of wolves follow me everywhere I go, but and every time people. I get upset, they just kind of brush up against me. I know they're people, it's and that's so not weird. that's not what I envision in yeah. my brain. It's, it's just the wolves, yeah, the actual wolves, wolves and I, I sentient creatures that are suddenly enthralled by your presence. Yeah, and every time you get angry, they want to kill a bitch. No, regardless <laughs> of what relationship they had with that person before, yeah. like he yeah. was like ready to tear up in Castile, just like yeah. growing up as like a brother for a couple hundred years. Uh, yeah. This like nineteen-year-old little girl just pops up and he's like I'm gonna kill anyone who looks at her wrong yeah yeah. if I was yeah. a wolven I'm just minding my own business and then suddenly I'm like oh, I have to well and uh, I so, felt bad for the wolven in Spisa's end Spessa's end Spessa's end something happens and they all feel it and they have no clue what the <laughs> I know. Nana came up and she's like, that explains it. And I'm like, God, that has to be so weird if you're like, that's like, like you're yeah. just like suddenly squirrel. How, how did I say squirrel? Just stand around it? and suddenly you get summoned, like you just transform and run off. Like, I was or trying to get dinner. Or how is it the ones that, that weren't there and suddenly their bonding is broke? Oh, man. Yeah. That had so, to have been devastating. I am wondering, though. Again, that's kind of why I thought Poppy might be evil because of all this shit going on. <laughs> But I am wondering, though, if this is being set up so that she can eventually make the active choice to free them so that there is no longer a concept well, probably, of bonding. because this, this You writer sound so is, annoyed by that. I, I actually don't really know that the author thinks it's that weird and that she wouldn't do that. Well, she does. I don't really have faith in that. I think a lot of things are a little odd. Um... That's me trying to be diplomatic. How did <laughs> no, I do? How did no, I do? No. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, um, but yeah, okay, so we all agree Castiel on this was like... Boring. He yeah. was a sex toy. And I don't really foresee him being not boring in the future because he will mostly what? spend his time either being captured or mad He's- with bloodlust or still like kill him temporarily to make Poppy go crazy, but Poppy can bring people back to life, so... Well, eventually he's gonna become a god. That seems pretty obvious. Eventually, or not a god, he's gonna somehow eventually... Well, he's, he's gotta be able to live yeah. long enough yeah. for her. They kind of discussed that, the fact that yeah. now suddenly she's, she's the one living a kabillion years, um, and he's gonna die early rather than... Yeah. The other um, way around. Powers. Yeah, yeah. So... <laughs> Which, can we talk about her powers for a second? Okay. Oh, ever-loving God. Oh, yes, please. Get her in on this. <laughs> Kim has thoughts and opinions, and they are strong. <laughs> I mean, like, she keeps getting all these powers that get, keep getting stronger and stronger. stronger of and stronger. course, because Mary Sue. Um, but... No, please say that louder for the back seats, because I don't think we all heard you clearly <laughs> oh, enough. she is totally a Mary no, Sue. No, I, I know. I just want to make sure the yeah. microphone picked it but up. it's just like... <laughs> and then not only does she get these powers and instantly use them without much problem. Obviously, when she was fighting her mom... Yes, her okay, mom. When she Isabeth. Got, and then she got force choked. Um, or... Okay, I missed choked. that part. I, yeah, I didn't yes, the yes, there was force choking. We have a Star Wars reference in this, yes. I hope it's not an actual Star Wars No, reference. seriously? 
Well, I mean, she basically. So just you choked. mean I don't know. If who, she, I don't who, know if okay, she did which, the whole which, thing. Which she, like, which she choked magically. the other she. Isabeth choked Poppy because Poppy failed to kill her, and Isabeth said, "Let me show you how your powers really work." And then, and she then closed your throat. throat. Without like touching her. Magic. Mm. So, f- force magic. We, we got a Star Wars reference. Yeah, so. Mother, I maybe father. I, I missed the <laughs> reference of what force magic was, and then I realized you were talking about the, the force. force. Yeah. <laughs> um, I should have finished the damn book. I mean. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's kind of where all of my, not all of my negativity. Okay, so anyways, that means so I get to go. Powers. No, 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 she's not done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, we need to pause for a second. And we're back. Sorry about that. We had to pause for a second as things were shifted around us. Okay, so you were complaining about her powers. Her powers. Yeah, and how she keeps getting stronger, using them effortlessly. She even brings back a kid from the dead after their head gets smashed. And there's, it's, I mean, part of it is just that she keeps getting stronger powers and has no problems using them. Or like when she lifts the lady out of the crevice and it's like, well, I didn't know that was going to work. Could have lit you on fire or something like that. Oh, she said I could crush your bones. bones. Yeah. 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 Bad thing. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, but it doesn't happen, obviously. It would have been hilarious if it had. But, um, <laughs> I like Netta. I mean, yeah. I like the character, too. But, I, mean, I didn't want to be these characters have any real value besides Poppy. Yeah. Was, yeah, it was Netta. Yeah. She'll yeah. just kill them as needed. But um, the thing... So that also never comes up, which is kind of surprising because it usually exists in other, I don't know, fictions or whatever you want to call them, other stories, is that there's no, like, consequence for using her powers. Yes. That's true. She glows, kid gets up, and she's like, ah, that was... That was weird. And Then then we get garden sex, (laughs) which, okay, now, now... No, okay, okay. Okay. (laughs) I'm not even going to go into the garden sex thing. I forgot about that. Thanks for reminding me. One of the almost... Own unspoken cardinal rules is you don't bring people back from the dead. You don't have that ability. And I went on. And she, oh, she's got a tirade here. Sentence tirade here. How is she supposed to function as a human being? She can't she's bring not a human people. Being. <laughs> she's glaring at me. <laughs> she can bring people back from the dead. Mm-hmm. How, if you have that capability, how do you morally not just make that your entire existence? I don't know. And and they even had a stupid conversation about it. You know, oh, well, you know, maybe one day you'll come across somebody and you'll realize that bringing them back from the dead is wrong. Why is it right for this person and wrong for that person? Well, that was a child. Which apparently is just intrinsically more valuable than right. a normal human. How does how does a human being, if they have that ability, live their life? It's 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 physically impossible. How is she supposed to leave Atlantia for and while she's gone, every Atlantean that has an accident gets run over? Like, what about all the other accident. kids who get run over by wagons while she's gone and she's not there? Oh, no, they they pulling, have Castile there to grab them. Uh, yes, that stupid fucking scene. Anyway, the kid still runs off into traffic. But it's it's just it's just one of those things you don't do. That shouldn't be a power that comes. That that or is it a, should cost so much that she can't exactly. do it again. And he, but he kind of Castile kind of hints at that when he has just a really random conversation with her about one of these days you may find out you're really hungry, and if that's the case, we got to give you blood. But we don't know if that's going to happen or not. 
Which, obviously, it's going to happen. One of these days, she's going to wake up, and they're going to have to, like, get a line of people for her to feed off of, because she's going to be so ravenously hungry, because she's been expending all of this energy without drawing anything in. But, yes, I agree. I hadn't even gone to that point in, in that I hadn't thought about it. She's just expending energy with no consequences. And it's just, it's just a level of stupid that I can't even... Or at least we don't know what the consequences are yet. Oh my god, you are so forgiving of this book. No, I I, I just, like, no, it's annoying that she just keeps getting powers. And Well, I don't know if it's annoying. Yes, I can see the flaw in her just continuing to get more and more powers. The whole bringing someone back to life was, I think, not completely thought through. Because now it does lower the risk of any character dying. Yep. Except, yeah, and then, like, in the final scenes, Lyra gets crushed or whatever to death. Um, and then her brother gets beheaded. If she just took his body, she could, or both of their bodies, she could theoretically bring them back to life. I know her her brother's head is can you gone. Imagine, can you imagine going over there and you take the body, you take the head, you shove them together, and then you just <laughs> you apply all your head. will, yeah. <laughs> And so, then it just okay. pieces back together. Does he so the reason why neither of them were brought back was because she was knocked out. I know, but like, Fenton had just been like, you know. Yeah, but has, you know, not everyone walks around realizing right. she is that. Yeah. And, and a child back to life in the middle of Atlanta. That news didn't spread. Except, except for the fact that, because someone asked her, do you think she was actually dead or did you just, was she just... She said she was hovering around. around she yeah. could feel she, but Poppy she, knew she was dead. No, she said she didn't know. Okay, she well, thinks she, she was, she, but she wasn't sure. She then later said, "Yes, she knew she was dead." There was multiple conversations. Okay, because well, because first we had to save her life, and then go into the magic garden that he just <laughs> happened to know, and get into the bushes and and have sex a fucking again at an inappropriate moment <laughs> while the poor woman had to stand and watch guard. It's just like, why does this have to happen? <laughs> But apparently Castile can't do anything without getting a hard on. Again, he is just a pleasure doll. He is, he is. But then <laughs> they go and they talk about it and she's like, he's like, oh, come on. Did you really not know? And she and she kind of intimates. Like her head was caved in. I think she was hanging on there. <laughs> I, I think I she says something about she, the, the implication is her spirit hadn't crossed the, the veil. Yeah. And it's Into like, okay. So I guess, mush, your I guess if she gets, if Poppy gets there quick enough, she can yank that spirit away from the veil and shove it back into the body. I don't know. It, 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 that, obviously this really irritates me. Healing, <laughs> healing to that extent. Healing is cool. That's, yeah. that's a cool power. Um, it should cost something, but yeah. bringing the dead back shouldn't be. Yeah, because I remember thing. even with her, um, like taking pain away and stuff, and using good memories. Like at first, I thought what she was doing was she was like giving up those memories, like converting them into uh, whatever. But it turns out that wasn't the case. And then yeah, and then I just continued to notice that every time she used her powers, it was just yep. a little bit easier, a little bit easier. So what would you guys want the consequence to be? Well, energy loss. I don't know. Yeah, at, at the very least, she should feel a little tired. They should a have to. They should out. have to protect her okay. for a period of time, not her jump up and so go have sex. I would then argue we would then suffer that whole, which has been done so many times, where it's oh, you lose energy. You have this wall that you hit, and then you have to magically do something to increase your power. 
Well, yeah, source. But she's still increasing her powers. It's just, a- but but it's never actually like increasing powers. It's just we've magically okay now she's decided it. So I I feel like we're just like eliminating the whole now we have to magically make it possible for you to be stronger when we've been told this is your limit again and again and again. So it didn't bother me because I'm like okay we're just negating that whole nonsense of you have to find your limit and you you need to be aware of it and you can't push past it and then big massive tragedy happens and suddenly it's you know well that doesn't happen in every book but yeah it happens in a lot of them with powers but again so i feel like this one just just said fuck it we all know eventually she's just gonna be powerful do i think the whole bringing back to life is a bit extreme yes but having a consequence and just recognizing the fact that the consequence is only there to then eventually break the consequence so we might as well just get rid of the consequence it seemed perfectly fine to me and like we're eliminating another like 100 pages in this by you know her having to discover how to break her consequence maybe she can't break the consequence yeah, maybe. why does she have to break it? Unless again, the author. But because I mean, usually, she's talking about typical. Typically, writing. in the yeah, writing, they there's, break there's, the consequence. Yeah. So I just feel like we're just skipping I over know. the breaking of a consequence. I, 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 I that I think that's an assumption of what would happen if there was a consequence. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I don't know. It, it, it kind of breaks the laws of physics or thermodynamics or whatever you want to dip into in reality. But it, I don't know. There should be consequences for her actions and, and not, you know, the consequence be let's go fuck again. <laughs> That's a reward, not a punishment. <laughs> well, it's just do it all the time. Feels like a punishment to you. <laughs> Because <laughs> you, you have to read it. Okay. <laughs> the punishment is I have to read it. Okay. I will buy it. I'm like, you keep apply, implying I don't like sex and that's... No, I'm implying you don't like reading sex. Or could do without the reading of the sex. This would have been a really good book if the, if, if the inner dialogue had been taken down to a minimum and the endless sex was taken out of it. The whole series. But it could have been one book, the whole series, if, if all of that had been eliminated. I mean, honestly, the this, this second book was like maybe a chapter or two of content. Yeah. Um, but that, and I literally read all the way to 90% of the book. And then you guys told me all this stuff happens in 100 pages. And I'm like, why didn't all this shit happen? Because other shit was ago? happening. <laughs> yes, that was a noise I just made. I would say not much happened. Um, I mean, she saved someone. She had to go meet and find out who her real father. Well, I mean, she found out who her real father was, but she had to go meet the god. You know, the supreme god. I mean, she had to find out what a primal is. I mean, if the god really wanted to talk to her, couldn't he have just said? I mean, I don't mean like the 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 consort. The god's consort? Yeah. She's talking to her in her dreams. Couldn't the god have done that? No, because that's not how he works. God, you you establish rules that are not established in the book. I feel like it is established. I think the implication is that one of the consort's abilities is to talk in dreams, while as I didn't Nitos get- isn't, that isn't... We don't know anything about the consort, and I think that's because that's actually the the breakoff series is her becoming is the main character of that is the consort. Um, but I the the implication I got from Nikto's is that he doesn't have like dream powers. He has, yeah, you know, the ability to communicate with 
animals. He has control of life and death, but not psychic, like, dream abilities. Okay. While, as he says, he says that the consort spits, because she asks, has the consort woke to, woken up? And he says, no, but she's sleeping fitfully. So it makes me wonder if she can communicate with others through their dreams, which implies that that's the con- one of the consort's powers. Implies. Implies. Yeah. But I think that's... Well, okay. Do we know that the that his that the the silvery blonde haired woman because again I haven't finished the book do we know by the end of this book that she is the consort that 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 Poppy is seeing in her dreams? It's believed to be. It's never fully confirmed. But again, there's going to be a spinoff series that I'm nearly positive covers these okay. guys. I, but and, I'm, I'm and, talking about within this book. There yeah, are rules no, that you're 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 applying. All of that, that stuff are, that I just said. Gets shown, discussed, but no one ever definitively says this is the you, the consort doesn't go declare I am the consort. The problem is, is that the consort doesn't have a name. No one knows who she is. No one knows what she looks like. Okay, I'm, um, she, I'm she's, just saying she's, she's been yeah she's been hidden from. I'm just saying that the rules are established by the writer. Yeah, and when, when you're and yeah, and and when you're using the rules in order to pad the depth of the book it, it's a little irritating i don't know what you mean by using the rules to pad the depth like of the saying book. that the king of death can't just talk through dreams so then they have to have the quest to Elysium yeah then they have to, to go through the the tunnels so that she can develop a new power when the girl when the the one wolven falls through the ground and they have to like just and then meet standing that power yeah then. and then you know they meet the Draken, Draken. I was going to say, they were mostly there to get the Draken. Yeah, I know, but... And they didn't. Yeah, they did. Well, they, I mean, well not then. the first time, but yeah. the second time. his instructions. Yeah, that was just Poppy being Poppy and... <laughs> she does ignore Queen instructions. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Sometimes people tell her very obvious things and... Sh- yeah. And you're, you're fully expecting them to go forward with that, and then it's just like off on some random tangent again. I'm just like... Didn't he just tell you to just summon them? Didn't he just tell you that it's all in you? It's already in you? However, at the same time, I can appreciate the fact that sometimes people get instructions and just, like, don't understand it. I know. So at least she's not all-knowing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> okay, so, so last time we discussed the fact that... Um, that the first time I was really bothered by the the spatial awareness oh, yeah. issue. Do you love how everyone's shorter than Poppy now? Wait, everyone's shorter than Poppy. All I the women, been. yeah. Oh, I had really. She's like five foot tall. No, she. So wait, no, she. Five I had not noticed that. Are they oh, all shorter than her? A, a lot of the newer women who are introduced, yes. So the one that Castile was supposed supposedly engaged to, um, she comments that she's shorter. Oh, and then yeah. there was somebody else who she makes a comment of God. like they were two inches so shorter. She's the size of a toddler. That means they're the size of a yes. newborn. Yeah, <laughs> they're just tumbling around on the ground. <laughs> yeah, I did catch that this time, and I was like, oh, we're gonna have to spend a good thirty minutes discussing the yeah. fact that somehow these characters are shorter than someone who has been set up to be like the shortest person in the room, and yet we've missed it entirely. It didn't you? You guys <laughs> missed, it. missed it, except for we did have the tucking under the chin. In the lap again, which oh, is yes, yeah. yes, he made her sit in his lap for some no. reason. Which I mean, is oh, that's so romantic. <laughs> I I have a note. 
I'd be slapping this man's hands away. It's just like, quit fucking touching her. <laughs> she can go two steps without you touching her. But it, you're it not a, a, a 19-year-old girl. <laughs> I was a 19-year-old girl, and if a, a guy I had been seeing had possessively touched me that much, I'd have lost my shit. Because that doesn't in- interest you. <laughs> <laughs> I think it speaks to the fact that he doesn't actually trust her as much as he says he does, meaning physically herself, her, her ability to protect herself. I think he's just handsy. Oh, I don't know that it's necessarily good. I think he's just handsy. Okay, so. Yeah, I think he blindly trusts her just to be fine in all ways. And yeah, he just true. really. But, okay, so explain, grabby, grabby. Explain, <laughs> explain the circles to me. Circles. 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 His hands on her hip and his... What is it? I need I, I need the idle circles explained. That phrase, idle circles, is used... Okay, all well, the, well... But how do you have your hand on somebody's hip and you're drawing idle circles with no, your fingers? No, no. So, like, um... Like, like, like... Just do that on your hip. I think the implication is he's just, like, like stroking her, touching her. I mean, I don't remember that phrase, but oh, again, I probably used. started skipping before then. Constantly, it is used pretty often. Yes, he is drawing. Um, I can't idle remember if it's on constantly. her on her hip. I remember it around her navel and on her stomach a lot. The navel one was just like, what the fuck? Why <laughs> are you drawing circles around her belly button? <laughs> maybe yes, you skipped a lot. <laughs> maybe maybe belly buttons turn him on. <laughs> Everything fucking a strong breeze turns him on. <laughs> years old. You think he'd have gotten some Listen, I like listen. the fact that Kieran is starting to tease him about it. I do I do appreciate that. He's just like, dude, Jesus. Um but yeah, I I I, I yeah. The physicality in this, I it just it, it seems so and and, I mean, and he's he's yeah, and he's dropping his head to her forehead, and it's just like he's so, six foot four, and she's five foot two. He's gonna crouch down. So that, he, <laughs> that would work okay, better. Okay, okay. Give her an so apple before, box. But see, okay, so no, this is where I I went in my brain when I was reading this again. I'm like going, so she's describing what she sees on TV. What? She's describing the, the author. The, the, the she's author, saying the author. The author. Yeah. Describing romantic scenes that she sees on TV yeah, right. without any acknowledgement that Chris Hemsworth cannot kiss Natalie Portman. Natalie Portman, unless Natalie Portman is standing on a box, unless he awkwardly bends over or picks, or picks her up. <laughs> and so, again, it's one of those visual things that you should recognize that. Either have him sit down and, and and it's one of those things that people write all the time and it, it that irritates me too. Have her stand between his knees. He sits down, she stands between her knees, they are then the same height. His knees. His knees. Did I say her knees? Yes. Okay, okay but but you <laughs> <laughs> try and validate his touch need. Oh, I don't, I don't, it would bother me. That's, I, I said, I'd be I know, I know, his, but, but, but you guys away. are like, why would he constantly be touching her? And, and something to keep in mind with Castile is that he is supposed to be a victim of physical and sexual abuse. 
And it's possible that his need to constantly be touching her is actually a self-assurance or need on his part in order to combat any PTSD that he has. Meaning that in order to be comfortable with her, or he could be hypersexualizing, which again is actually some people do experience hypersexualization after abuse. Okay. Does it so, make for annoying reading sometimes for some people? Yes, but it's not completely this absurd concept. Is some of the sex places kind of weird and clearly just kind of, you know, supposed to be titillating? He, yes, but. Some people do experience hypersexualization after abuse. Obviously. I don't think that... I feel like you're going to take this like I'm attacking you. No. You provide a lot of reasons for why things happen in this book, but those reasons aren't presented in the book. Well, no, because we're coming from Poppy's point of view, but we are told he was abused. Right. And he does touch a lot and want sex a lot. We, why, why do we have to... Okay, let, let Sarah speak. Well, I do agree with what you're saying, but I just don't trust that the author is really making those connections necessarily and she might just be trying to write like a... It almost seems like she's just kind of trying to write more of like a titillating storyline with a lot of touching yeah. and stuff like that and not necessarily... Which is why I think it would have to be more overt because it, it does come across more as... Touchy, touchy, so, but I mean, like, even she Poppy it's might enjoy the touching because she was never allowed to right. touch Right, yeah. And that makes sense. It's just that it. I don't feel like there's a strong connection to the author. And, 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 and so I would... I'm going to... Can I can just let me say one thing to that? I could agree with that completely, that, that Poppy's actually getting enjoyment of that if it wasn't always described as she's ready to go with the sex right now. She, you know, her, her nether, re- I don't know how she describes it. It's weird. Is that coiling in the belly? Yeah, coil, coiling in the belly. If, if, if him touching her brought her comfort, brought her reassurance, not jacked her up ready for sex the minute and he touches her. she also tends to stab him a lot. <sighs> Which, I mean, I know it's like a teasing, like, flirtatious yeah, yeah. thing for them, but at the same time, it, it happens a lot, so it's like... Okay, but before we get yeah. into the violent stabbing, <laughs> I am going to defend that I do think the author has thought that through. Because bearing in mind, this was your guys' first time reading it through. I've now read them three times. And going back, there are things that she brings up in book three that she dropped hints for in book one. So I do think, even if this feels like a fan fiction at times, I do think the author actually has put that level of thought in. Has she then necessarily gone through and included it for us? No. However, at the same time, each book has been about 600 pages and something had to give. And maybe she decided, "Mm, getting into Castile's abuse at this point and how he handles it isn't the right time. She had to cut something. Do I believe she left a lot in here? Yes. But I am sure there are details that are cut, and I do think she thought that through, and that his hypersexualization and need to touch is a response. So I'm to all his for reading face. between the lines. I really am. I think that's a I think it's good writing when you when you have to read between the lines. I think that the reading between the lines on this these three books is way too between the lines. I think it's too deep. I think there's too much of other things that can draw away from those reading between the lines. And again, it, and it, I'm not trying to diss on the sex, whatever, but I think there is so much of it and it goes to it so quickly that it eliminates those reading between the lines. We could we could get deeper into these these characters' deeper psyches 
if it wasn't just all of a sudden rendered to sex every time they turn Ex- around. Except for the fact that this 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 book was written for a genre that includes a lot of sex. It, it, she knows who her audience is, and it's not lacking in her other books. It's, in fact, what she typically writes. It's, it's a significant thing she writes. I would argue, if you look at this, she takes what she typically writes, writes and then ramped it up. She tried to provide more of stuff rather than just well, I can't I can't speak to what she I know typically you can't writes. but, but in terms of this in terms writes. of this kind of genre I think this is a situation where there's a baseline of what you would expect when someone is writing something that includes this much sex in it and you have people who either write to get to the sex or you have people who are capable of writing the sex and the plot and I think in this situation, I know you don't like the sex in this. It you doesn't have to do with not liking the sex. I don't. You just said you you write a plot to your. I can't remember how you. You write it. a story to get to the sex, right? Or or you write a plot and the sex. And I think this is plot and sex. I don't think so because she throws sex into the middle of the plot in in I didn't in, in, that she in necessarily unrealistic ways. I I'm not saying that she necessarily is always successful in how okay. she writes the sex into the plot. But I think she is writing both plot and sex, not using the story to get to the sex. Okay, I, 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 I that, that, that's what yeah. I'm just saying. And so I, I think it, it, it's in it. I think it needed more than editing, but it is self-published or from a small, small company um, that might have polished it better but i think the attempt is there and given the fact that this isn't something that has run through a big publishing company and been refined for two three four years before it's actually making it out into the world i it, it works for me i'm not I'm, I'm i'm giving it leniency because i recognize the fact that this isn't you know lord of the rings polished so okay that's just which means there's going to be clunkiness, and there, there is clunkiness, without a doubt. I'm not saying there isn't. <laughs> okay. So. Kieran. <laughs> That's a, I know you guys like him. <laughs> you didn't like Kieran this time? You're losing interest in Kieran? He's just, he's always been the same character. Like, I mean, like, he, he was nice in the second book because he was sassy, and that was just, like, a little bit of fresh air for everything else happening. Or not happening. Um, but then it's just kind of the same lines he had, I feel. Uh, I guess he had Lyra at some point and then she died, so whatever. Um, but I just, I don't really feel like there's a lot done with this character, I guess. Because I honestly am trying, trying real hard. And I'm not <laughs> remembering anything about him besides the weird voyeurism on the beach. Um, yeah. Go ahead. No, I'm not, not going to say anything. I, I like Kieran. I think he's funny. Oh, no, I thought you were going to make comments about the voyeurism because you made was, comments. But, but, but you're, you're, you're clearly done with us I, I dissing like on Kieran, the sex. Which, Kieran, he's he's darker, right? Like, yes. Because Vanetta's darker? Okay. Yeah. I just feel yeah. like his description was never really given. Uh, yeah, he... Uh, I was, know now that he has, like, short, like, He was dark described hair. as having tawny skin. Okay. But then Vanetta was described as like really. Uh, That's where I got confused, I guess. I yeah, like, but <laughs> when they're wolves, they're the exact same color. It's it said at some point they have the exact same color fur. But he's tawny colored, or he's fawn colored, which is like a very no, light brown. No, tawny. 
No, but she described them as fawn colored at, at one of the points. Yeah, the I'm not. Again, this is <laughs> light blonde hair, but he's a white wolf. Yes, but they don't have blonde wolves. So I guess if you're a blonde human, you're a white wolf. <laughs> but again, this is one of the things that I brought up in the first episode. That is a flaw in this is her oh representation representation and her understanding on how to describe representation. Okay is flawed, which is where sometimes if you're paying attention, the skin color descriptions of characters, and it comes down to that issue of visualization, don't make sense. Because yes, I do believe at some point she almost describes Netta as being ebony. Yeah, which is like really dark, right? And then she describes- Ebony would almost be like, ebony is black, black. It's it's that poster there, that would be close to ebony and that's not even Um, ebony. You guys can't see the poster, so it does you no good. (laughs) It's a black poster. It's a black poster. (laughs) Um, And then Kieran is described as Tawny because I remember it because I was like, why would you use the word Tawny when you have a character named Tawny? That's kind of weird. Yeah. So- yeah, th- there is some, there is clearly flaws in how she describes anyone who is not white, white without a doubt. Well, and then she, she just doesn't describe the people who are white. No, okay. that's, that's, she, she says she pale. Pale. Um, or golden. Yeah, she it's does like golden. White. Golden skin, she likes a lot. It, it, it walks that fine line of, I'm ambiguous enough that those of you who wish to give me more of an ethnic skin tone can but for those of you who could be offended if i have an ethnic skin tone you just i'm just tan. i'm tan <laughs> that 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 is how golden has always come off to me as is it's I kind of in golden biggest i know because you imagine the simpsons <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm picturing uh, what's your face right now with her wine red hair and her gold skin yeah. who's that i don't know from the crescent city oh uh, Bryce. 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 Yeah. It's not a bad book you've read, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so I, I. Yes, there is issues with how she describes skin, and I don't think she keeps into mind with the fact that typically people of certain skin tones tend to produce children who then have similar skin tones. I know there can be variations slightly, so you can have potentially one child that might be slightly darker than the other and stuff. But to go from tawny to ebony, I don't I don't know how realistic it is. I can't attest yeah. to that. Um, that That's just, and I, guess I, I can't say I've experienced. that Jasper is like super white, because I think Jasper the white... Wife, uh, whatever her name was. Oh, God. Uh, yeah, Kira. Kira, Kira, Kira yeah. Or something along Kira. 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 Yeah. It's like K I H R A. She yeah. was described with braids. So yes. She was supposed to be. Uh, well, and yeah, it was. So I'm going to say this, and, and I, it's, it's, I don't know how to say it politically correct, and I'm not going to. I, I'm sorry if it offends anyone because I don't know how to say it any other way. She was very much given it. African yeah. typing mm-hmm. with I, the whole sitting on the ground and yeah. braids and working with her hands and yarn and gardening and yeah. and it, it was it was very like it was a stereotype so and it did bother I would me. I think that this goes into a lot of the 
commentary that we've talked about in the past mm-hmm. where the poppy fields and, and yeah. the political crap. Um, she's trying to portray Atlantia as very oh. mixed race. Everybody, oh, yeah. everybody. And it's, and it's but only perfectly acceptable. Basically, like, the wolven races. I mean, like, inter- well, yes, but... Like- oh, no, no, let, uh, no, let's be realistic here. I don't think that any Atlantean is described as dark. Oh. No, I don't know. I, I can't think of like one. it's either dark or white. There's not, like, any, like, there's no one to represent, like, Asian backgrounds or anything like that. Right. Oh, well, at know. least... Unless you go with the ebony black hair. Blue-black. Blue-black, blue black, sorry. Blue-black Um. Hair. Yeah, wouldn't that be a trip if Castile was actually... <laughs> Asian. <laughs> um, but no, it, it, I, I, the wolven are described as diverse. I can't, I can't, I can't put my finger on and say that there is a Atlantean character that I felt was definitively described. I feel like there might've been, but honestly, it might've been I one of the elders. Like there'd be like Elijah and then there'd be like Emil and there'd be all these names for characters that you immediately forget. After and Neil and, and yeah. yeah or Nail. But Nail, it, yeah. I thought it was Neil for the longest time. Nail, like yeah, and ML, and it's actually N A I L L. Yeah, so it's Nail. Nail. Um, <laughs> I want so, to say it that way now. <laughs> but yeah, I, I yeah, it, it is. It, it does suffer for that without a doubt. It, it that is, it's a huge flaw, in it and, and it's, and and then on top of that is she doesn't. I mean, now Kieran is an advisor, but, and Jasper is a leader, but I don't, I can't remember what Jasper's skin tone is supposed to be. Yeah, I don't Um, think it's described. I think he just has gray hair. He's a gray wolf. Wolf, yeah. I don't know if his hair is actually described. Red is gray, yeah. Um, But, like, in the first few book or in the first book, none of them had a position of power. None of the woven, yeah. Well, no, I was going to say, anyone who had a, a dark skin description oh, yeah. didn't have a position of power. Kieran kind of has a position of power, but he was bonded to Castile. And so it's yeah. kind of implied that the reason why he has his position of power is because he's a servant to, subservient to Castile. Um, now we're in this book, and I feel like we've got Jasper, and it's supposed to be implied that uh, Kieran's mother has influence with the queen and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, because she does but, gardening for her. yeah. So it, it definitely is not. But again, it, it, it goes into the whole woven thing that they are. Yes. Um, they, they just transferred their, their submission from from the Atlanteans to Yeah, there's yeah. probably a, like a, a different cast, but it's not acknowledged. And I'm still offended by the, the dogish behaviors they describe in them. <laughs> it, it comes up in this one. I can't yeah. even remember specifically uh, what came up. But there was, oh, I think it was Kieran and the, the... Well, no, you didn't get to that. Kieran and the Draken staring off at, at each other. Yeah. That was very dogish. Yeah, it's just... Yeah. Or lots of descriptions of them laying on their bellies. Yeah. Well, I mean, usually they'll lay on their bellies. Yes, but like... Typically, when you are, when I've experienced authors describing wolves, they don't go. He was laying on his belly. You know, they they say they were lounging or they were relaxed or they were laying or down. If they're in a threatening position. The hunch, or but belly is very much a doggy position. A, a, like, you, you, but this you, this author writes things so oddly. So, in, in one sentence, I remember her talking about, and she was talking about the wolf and. and and it, a particular woman, she lowered her head to the ground. 
so and I'm like, that. did she, she pick up her head and set it on the ground? That, that is oh, or no, 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 the woven. It's I'm some of the word the choices in this. Like, is... What she writes. And then I also, it, and this is a quote, his eyes reminded me of frozen topaz. It, say it louder. Oh, his eyes reminded me of frozen topaz. How do you freeze topaz? Well, you get it really cold, but that's not going to change the color. <laughs> it's not frozen. I mean, yeah. 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 She lacks the ability to describe things, especially when she repeats the same descriptions over and over and over and over again. She's not good at it. Yeah, there there is, again, that's one of those things, and particularly in this one, I, I don't know what happened. I can't even begin to guess, but whoever helped her with the editing in the first two books I don't think was present oh, in this one. Did you guys notice that at least at one, I don't know if it was in this book or the one before it, but she spelt consort as consort? Yeah, that was this one. Oh, I didn't see that, no. <laughs> was like, ah. that, that was this one because I remember catching that the first time and I was like, what's a consort? So yeah, the, 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 some of the word choices and stuff on this are things that, again, an editor would go in and say, what's a frozen topaz? Yeah, it's a stone. <laughs> stone, you, you can't Freeze a stone. And in and, and, and the any, I mean, one of the things I learned when I was taking writing classes, anything you describe, it's got to, it, it's got to mean something. Yeah. It, it, why is it frozen topaz? Why, why, what, what visual am I supposed to get when I read that as a reader, not as a writer? Yeah. A really cold gemstone. I, I saw it. <laughs> or ice over, you know, so you can't actually see the topaz color. I don't Maybe. know. Maybe. And she's really into a, a shape, and then I know yeah. they're not, they're, they're Atlanteans, they're not humans. It's really into a shade of color that it's really hard to generate. People don't have topaz eyes. Martin comes close, but you have to light his eyes in a very specific way. In well, order to get that like, like really yellow? Yes, it's, 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 it's a golden... Yellow it's, he can if you light his eyes properly, and that's Are because sure there's... Are not a werewolf? <laughs> it's because he has green No, 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 Atlantean. Yeah, he would be Atlantean. Well, but in general, gold eyes are usually associated <laughs> with, with wolves. Yes. No, 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 icy blue. Right. Will you quit referring <laughs> to the book we're talking about in other writing? In table. <laughs> but yes. No, 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 alphas have red. Oh my I god, alpha. <laughs> oh my god, you two. No idea what either one of you were talking about. A TV show okay. with werewolves. I feel like that was pretty obvious. <laughs> <laughs> With teenage werewolves. Teenage were- werewolves. See, the uh, title wasn't Teen Wolf. Oh, I didn't hear you say that. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, so, so what other characters are we going to oh, talk wait, about? Wait, 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 though. Oh, oh. We were talking. Well, we were talking more about inequality between characters. Um, but one of the things that I found really hilarious was when they were walking into Atlantia or something like that. Maybe they're walking around it. And Poppy turned to, I think it was Kieran. Yes, Kieran. And she asked if they, like, just asked if they had inequality. As if Kieran, the guy bonded to Prince Castile, (laughs) would be in any position to notice inequality. Like, I mean, he's a woven, but he is very far removed from, like, the daily daily laborers and, like... Just regular people. Yeah. It's like, girl, yeah. first of all, just like you'd have to disguise yourself so people didn't know who you were, and you would just have to ask random people and like see how their lives were. And yeah. he's like, no, no, it's fine. It's like, oh, okay, that's great. So I, 
<laughs> I have a theory. Um, oh, God. Which is, gonna... is this you reading between the lines again? <laughs> yeah, yes oh, and no. Okay. Yes Here and no. It's interpreting. It's interpreting. Um, I'm going to go shut that. You talk. <laughs> so this is, this is both not a stretch and a bit of a stretch. So... One, Atlantia is like she mass that this is or not she. I'm gonna say the book massively idealizes it. I don't want to assume that the author idealizes it. It's written as idealized. It doesn't mean she actually idealizes it. But the book idealizes Atlantia, and I've begun to realize, and this is due to me listening to it fast paced. <laughs> <laughs> At one point, they go to a place called that's spelled I R E L O N E. How would you think that said? Could you spell that again? I R E L O N E. Ireland? Ireland. It is. Yeah. When you say it out loud, it's Ireland. So then I was like, okay. But I would pronounce that eerie alone. I think I, I pronounced it when but, I was. But in, in the, the audio, especially sped up at three times speed it because it's like Ireland. Ireland. So then I was like. Was that like a city? or? Yeah, that's a city something? they went to. So then I was like, okay, wait, wait, wait. Is this weird fucking Spessa an actual place? It is. It's a place in Italy. Is it really? It is, yes. Ugh. So then it's it's well, just also Macedonia. Yeah. Yeah. All of these places or so, variations so, which so yeah, then place, then let me yeah. let me continue okay, with yeah, my sorry, wild yeah. theory here. Oh god. <laughs> so then I was like, okay, I'm like soulless. What was so I'm like, okay, Atlantia. Clear, just a oh, second. Right, that's the name of So I was like, okay, Atlantia. Okay, this is clearly Mediterranean, but we can't, you know, call it Mediterranean. I'm like, okay, probably Atlantia because it's believed that Atlantis is somewhere around the Mediterranean and, you know, it's an island that fell in. So Atlantia. I'm like, Solus. So what would Solus be? But yeah, Solus. What would Solus be? France. Because... The Sun King. The Sun King. Oh. So then I was like, okay. And I'm I'm like, okay, we're clearly in... in, Well, we knew that. In Europe, yes. We determined it. But then at one point... Uh, the god Nikto says something about how things used to be and how it sent everyone into a dark age. Yeah, I noticed the dark age too. Shannara. I realize, I think this is supposed to be like the future of our world. Yes, or or the past of our world. No, I think it's future. I think it's a full-on Shannara poll because in Shannara, it's the northwest yeah. of the United States in I mean, the future. This type of thing in, in writing... High fantasy, in particular, yeah. is very common. Yeah, um, but, but 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 yes. Looking at all of this, I'm like, this is Europe in the future. Yeah, but taking very well but taking urban fantasy means, and assuming that magic that is real. All of these people, their prehistory was humans. Yeah, us. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah she's mystified. Yeah, no, so it's more like dismay. I was like, oh, good. Yeah, God, but yeah. yeah, so it's Europe, obviously. I couldn't figure out how in the world they were getting all the way up to Ireland, but I think what it is is we're supposed to just believe that, that certain common words got renamed to new places because mm-hmm. that's not unusual. And so Ireland is such a well like known country name or, that it Or goes we, could go, we could yeah. go full Shannara and it could have been a nuclear whatever yeah. and the, the lay of the land was actually changed. Yeah, um, but yeah. But again, I, I, that is also. So common trope in writing. But yeah, so this type of writing. So yeah, I just I I, I realized that this is probably the future. 
is what she's going for, which again yeah. shows that she's pulled from yet another mm-hmm. concept, book series, what have you. Which is why fan fiction should never become published writing, but whatever. I don't I don't know. I don't get the feeling that this was fanfic of something else that she then changed like the names on. No, I agree. I don't think it was that either. I think the dishwasher just oh, ended. Yeah. Um, but no, it, it, my point is when when you're writing as an author and, and you're not creating your own, you don't, if you're not writing to the point yet that you're creating completely your own worlds and your own ideas, um, what you write while working toward that stage of your writing, you don't publish what you even if it's a work. new genre for you, and that's what yeah. it is. is. This is a new genre. She's written tons of other stuff, but yes, yeah. this yeah. is a new genre attempt for her. Um, and yeah, it, it, it's pretty obvious that it pulls from a lot of other concepts. Yeah. Um, however, at the same time, there's no original thoughts in writing anymore. No, no. Most stories have already been told. It's just about how you execute it. However, I will say in her execution, it feels pretty... On the nose. On the nose of what we could identify as inspirations. So, but yeah, I realized that I think... You're probably right. This is probably... A a future setting. An evolution after a major catastrophic event that squishes Europe somehow. (laughs) Well, I think... think, Where is Russia? Like, is it behind the inhospitable giant mountain range that's like... Well, um, uh, whatever that place is. So, if if we're assuring this is Europe, yeah, probably Nyktos... Yeah, that's probably um, Elysium. Or Elysium, it, yeah. I don't know why. I mean, we would have to... I don't remember what the origins of Elysium. Elysium is, is an actual... Oh, isn't there like a, a shadow place too by Elysium? Yeah. Uh, the City of the Gods. Map. No, there's, no, there's a shadow place. They talk but about a shadow map, place. In like the opening of the book or whatever, it shows like the Shadowlands or something like to the Did east. Did you bring the book? I didn't bring it out here. Just a second. I'm going to see if I can locate it. Um, oh, why? So this is Sea of Seasons, the Elysium Peak. It's actually called Sea of Seasons. Uh-huh. The uh-huh. Seasons. Oh, no, sorry, Sion. It's, it's S-A-I-O-N. I miss, I miss Sion. Oh, Sion. Um, okay. I don't know. Somehow this map doesn't look the same as the other one. Oh, here we go. Okay, here's this. It it looks weird. I don't know. It it like I swear this map has changed somehow, and I don't know. Well, I feel like the map was different with the latest book. That's um, what I'm saying. Is I, I think because this is the map for the newest book, and I swear it doesn't look the same as the last one. Um, but I mean, arguably. Oh yeah, I thought there was a Shadowlands on there, like. Get off to the side. That's mm-hmm. weird. No. I talk about the Shadowlands. I remember that. I think it's in too, but I could have sworn I saw a picture before I even started. Re- Whoops. <laughs> okay, so Elysium is a Get the book. movie. As we figure things out, we're, we're shuffling around. Yeah. Don't let the sick draw go out. Elysium Fields. Oh, I lied. She lied, for those of you who can't hear her at the moment. Or the Elysian Fields is a concept of the afterlife that developed over time and was maintained. It's Elysian Fields is Greek. Yeah. 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 Why did you laugh? Oh, Drogo, he was like, he was standing on his back legs and like contorting, presumably <laughs> trying to get the cone, cone off his head. Oh, when, yeah. When we first took him out of the, the cat carrier, he was trying to back out of the cone. <laughs> it's like, dude, you can't back up any further because you're going to run into things and your booty should hurt. That's so weird because I thought... For sure that 
I saw the Shadowlands on the map before it even came up in the book. But yeah, whatever. I don't know. It might have been in one of the previous books. But yeah, anyways. Yeah. Yeah. I can't even remember what we were discussing. Oh, it's the future of mankind. It's yeah, I think it's supposed to be, be the, the future of mankind. I mean, now I'm looking at this map even more, and there's the, the Vaudian Isles, which could be easily, like, Great Britain area. and, and But, like, it's been, like... Like, if you took Europe and, like, stretched it and squeezed it and pinched it and shuffled it and, like... Well, okay, so so maybe we should, you know, be a little bit honest in this. Because, you know, when when Harry Potter first came out, she, her play with words, everyone praised and praised and praised. Yeah. And this, that's, this is a lot of the same thing. Just, like, calling the place where people died Elysium, spelling it different than Elysium. Um Drogo, your, your cone won't fit. <laughs> it, it won't fit, honey. And it's locked, sweetheart. For, for those, anyone wondering, my, my poor black cat. Um, he had to have surgery. He had to have surgery. I'm not going to explain why he had surgery. It's not <laughs> it's pleasant gross. and not, not worth discussing. Um, nothing deadly, nothing tragic, just had to be cleaned up. Yeah, and so he, he is currently in a cone of shame for 10 to 14 days. Um, and thinks he can go through a cat door. That is locked because he has to be separated from the others so they don't clean his Well, wounds. you know, we can, bring, we can let him out here. Right. Yeah, because as long as no one else, is yeah, up. as long as nobody else, well, he can come. So he can walk around. Yeah. He's feeling isolated. Well, no. Okay. So what we were trying to say is, is you know, it, it, it's not shameful that she is okay. adjusting or rewording or yeah. writing familiar things in different ways. <laughs> What's happening? I can't see. <laughs> There he is. He's trying to make his way to you. He was stuck and he just kept trying to go forward and he's like, finally you just stood there and gave up. Drogo. <laughs> moved his head. Drogo, can you redirect his head? Come here. No, no, he over. would not survive long on his own Come if here. he was naturally cone-shaped. <laughs> just naturally cone-shaped. Come on, Drogo. There we go. Hi. She'll pet you. There Hi, you baby. <laughs> I know. You get to come out here. We just got to keep an eye out if anyone opens that door. Um, but so I'm going to say this one more time because yes. I'm now going to have to edit a whole bunch of this. Um, what we're trying to say is is taking familiar words and reusing them and trying to make them look different is it, nothing. It's typical. It's I mean, Red Rising does it. Harry Potter did it. Yeah. There are books about puns all the time. We're not like. We're not dissing on that. Dissing on that. My commentary was more on the fact that I could recognize what potentially was being hinted at in a conversation, and the fact that that's yet another book I know. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but again, it's just, it's just a matter of whether she's doing this with the skill that say, and and I'm I'm not even going to get into J.K. Rowling and yeah. whatever. It was skillful. Yeah. Um, maybe not all of the books, but but her her. Using ancient words or using foreign words and, yeah. and, and applying them and then them having meaning. Yes. Um, I can't remember the origin of Dumbledore's name. You no, I don't remember. No, Something I don't know. About a bumblebee, I think. Um, but the point would be, you know, is she doing it with the skill yeah. that, that should be applied? And I would call that into question. Um, but yeah, I think, you, I think you might be right. I think this might be future Earth. Yeah. I think it's supposed to be future earth so. which is a sad sad commentary on humanity because we become blood-sucking uh, uh well i love the cannibals. fact that half of us get to keep uh <laughs> plumbing and electricity 
Oh my god, that shower scene went on for far too long. Far, far too long. I mean, I like a good shower, but good god. <laughs> okay, here, I'm gonna move your keys. Drogo, yes, just a second, sweetheart. Come here, hey, come here. Okay, did you guys have any other notes? Yeah. What's that? Did you guys do a sexy tally, by the way? Mm-mm. No. Did you? God, yeah, I spend time on this, man. So, <laughs> sorry, I started training for a semi-new job. My cat had to have surgery. I got to the point where it was just, I was listening to this on triple speed on Audible while staring at it at the same time. We walked into the room, both her dad and I at different points, and it's just like, holy Christ, there's no way you can understand what that human being is saying because it was on triple speed. You guys might want to do your classes. No, no, you can't. You can't understand that. I could, but again, I was staring at it at the same time. Will you twist him around so Sarah Sarah doesn't doesn't have to look at at the gross butt? Now that we've announced everybody where his surgery was at. (laughs) Back end surgery. He says, hi, Sarah. (laughs) (laughs) Try not to torture him too much with the the air blowing. So did you have a comment? Pictures. Oh, no. Sexy tally. tally. What was your sexy tally? Mine was 10. Oh, okay. Which was one higher than last time. Except you almost gave 10. You almost gave 10 last time. So maybe she has like a required limit. limit. Yeah. (laughs) The first book was. Okay, stop trying to back out of your cone. Was was seven. Yeah, so I I think, well, we had to increase it because we couldn't have, you know, sexy times in the first third of the book because everyone had to get to know each other. It might be a little extreme um, to just jump into that. Take long. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they were attempting to have sex in the first like yeah pages oh so yeah i i think i was a little irritated with the number of new characters we got and then you told me that all of these new characters were basically died. killed in the end of the book oh yeah, lyra died because that's the only way she knows how to establish tension i guess or yeah. however i will say if uh perry dies and i do not get adorable delano perry yeah, that was, oh, I, was, was I was so it took sixteen hundred pages to get a queer relationship. Yes. yes. So yep. I was like, if she and then kills one of them off. We didn't see a queer relationship. We, yeah, were told we had Poppy say, Is that a thing? And he, oh yeah. Sometimes or whatever, oh, often on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we don't actually like, see them interact. So like, I want it. I know. I, I like, want it. And then I was also waiting for one of them to get killed because well because mm-hmm. that's um, what we do. Well but, no, but Barry isn't actually fighting, so I mean the only one who's at risk right now he is Delano. He's a fighter either, and he got beheaded. Oh no! The only but interesting character. Which one you was found that? Ian to be the only interesting well, character. I mean, like, Which one was Ian? The brother. brother. I thought that he had the potential oh. to be interesting oh, okay. because he was a vampirist that was not, you know. Evil. Yeah, I. Yeah. So I was like, oh, a character that could have some complexity if they explored that a bit. But nope, just whoop, took his head right off, and I was like, "Well, fuck this then." So, do you guys think Tawny's going to become something? I don't fucking care. About okay, Tawny. you don't care. I don't care about Tawny. Oh, okay. Um, I, I'm probably, tired of Tawny something coming probably up. will be happening to her. I don't know if she's going to become like powerful or. Oh, evil, I think I. Okay, okay uh, so my theory just came to my head. Yeah. Um, they're somehow going to make Poppy watch while Castile turns her, ascends her. So but Castile Tony will is with, but she's them. asleep and not with them. Yeah, Tony, I don't, I don't know her, who them Atlantia. are. You guys need to speak. She's been in Antia because she was poisoned by a shadow stone. And Castile you didn't read now, that yet. Yeah, Castile is back in Solace or somewhere around in Solace, being okay. held captive. Yeah, so, so she's get, not moving around with them. 
Yeah, they'd have to. That doesn't mean things Bonnie. aren't going to come together yeah, to make that happen. Poppy could try to ascend her with her god's blood, make another abomination like Isbeth. Yeah. So that could happen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I think I think I think the ultimate betrayal between uh, if if there is an ultimate betrayal between Poppy and uh, Castile, Castile, something happening to Tawny. Castile doing something to Tawny or Kieran. Or Kieran. <laughs> 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 Don't be messing with Kieran. No, no, do um, not ascend a, K- a Kieran. I, I will be mad. I will be mad. <laughs> that's, that's the one bright spot in the whole, whole series. And Delano. And Delano. I like Delano. I do. Again, in this book, Delano was the first to her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, have you ever, um, did you ever watch an anime in like the early 2000s called Wolfstream? No. Oh, dang. There are parts of this book that, and the more I thought about it too, I was like, oh, I'm reminded of this anime because it's got these wolf characters. The main one is a white wolf. And there's these dramatic moments where he comes in and saves his buddies to like this really dramatic music too. So in my head, like when the dramatic music starts playing. (laughs) But then also in that show that I realized recently, like yesterday, uh, is that the wolves in the TV show are drawn to a female character called the Flower Maiden to protect her. Oh, you've got to be fucking kidding me. It's also post-apocalyptic, like, oh, dark fantasy, dystopian oh, anime. I was no. like, no. I mean, there's a lot of So there's an anime you want to watch if you want more of that kind of content. <laughs> Wolf there's no Starks? Sex. There's no sex, though. But, but, well... It's called Wolf Strain. Wolf, what, sorry. Wolves? Like, the... Wolves? Possessive. Okay. Uh, rain, like... Precipitation. Oh, rain. Okay. I wasn't yeah. sure if you were saying ring or sling no. or... Bye. Oh, so okay, we pause. pause. So I think we're to the point that we can start wrapping up. I don't know. Wait, I wanted oh. to mention something. Though. Okay. Oh, please do. Her birthday. It's April 20th. It's the fourth month. Yes. 420. 420. Also Hitler's birthday. So... Oh, I thought you were going to make a weed, weed no, reference. No, that's what I thought at first. <laughs> then I was watching 30 Rock and they're like, oh, that's Hitler's birthday. And I was like, is it? It is. Maybe so, she is going to go evil. Maybe she is evil. That's a pretty solid, because she chose that birthday. It was very... Wow. Yeah, maybe she is going to go evil. I mean, I'm down for it. It is becoming popular in literature to make the villains the main character. There's quite a few books that I've read recently that I actually like that does that, and I wouldn't hate it. I wouldn't hate it either. I mean, I would dislike it if they wrote off everything that she's done so far as being just hunky-dory. Yeah. Yeah. Like, well, and then like, I, what, I, I like, like consequences. I think the extreme comparisons between these two cultures is so strong that and 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 Atlantia is almost a utopia. I mean, mm-hmm. we talked about the gardens, and you said everybody would have huge plots. Did you notice their gardens on their roofs? Yeah, it was written in there that there are, they have trees growing on their roofs. So it's not that they're using so much land; it's that they're growing their gardens like, on their roofs. But how many people can you support with a rooftop garden? Yourself, clearly. <laughs> what else do you need? Not your fucking. Family. I don't know. I don't know who does their meat. Well, like they don't need meat; they drink blood. Well, and, and the women go hunting. For, I guess yeah, I don't know. They don't address yeah. how anybody's fed, other than they grow gardens, stuff on yeah. their roofs. Um. I was going to say something, and I can't remember. must have been a lie. It must have been a lie. Oh, I do believe that Poppy at some point is going to be able to shift into being a cave cat. Yeah, because yes. she's talked about how she wants that so much, and her dad is a fucking cat, so, you know. Yeah. 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 Also, yeah, she brings up the cave cats a lot. Well, that's because it was all foreshadowing to the fact that the cave cat was her father, and she yeah, didn't know she was seeing her father like, the okay, entire time. So 
I almost said recent. So Castile reminds her of a cave cat, which is her dad. So yeah, don't even you know, <laughs> no. We need we need we need to not address the mommy daddy issues that are prevalent in all of these books. Because <laughs> the stabby stabby thing of Castile is direct from his father, and his father oh, also right. does the whole bending over and kissing the face and touching the face and 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 and. Yeah. They're just a very touchy-feely kind of people. Well, he does say that when they do the whole full kiss thing, when they're presented to the people, he's like, well, we're a very... Oh, the Atlanteans are really affectionate people, he said. Yeah, in, in like Into public, public displays, displays of affection. affection. When, oh, when they're presented oh. as the king and queen and to they the kiss people. each other. They yeah. weren't kissing... Okay. Yeah, no, they were they were kissing <laughs> each other, and she did, a, she did a, a full body lean into him when they kissed, because, you know... Okay, so... <laughs> <laughs> Let's do quotes. You're going to do mine first? Yes, do yours first. My quote is, there's water, wine, and whiskey, the three W's of life, and that is me. You're going to say that a little louder. I said it loud. Okay. You want me to say it again? No. So, which hey. W is the most important W? Whiskey, of course. Whiskey? Okay. But you would die without water. <laughs> She'd die oh happy, do, though. Do, 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 okay, I, I would need Martin to do this properly because I can't say the word. The Gaelic word for whiskey, I cannot say, actually means water of life. <laughs> yes, yes. And, if you, and she spells it the proper way with the E in it. It's not, not W-S-K-Y, it's W-S-K-E-Y. Do people spell it? Yes. Oh. Yes. Yeah. The origin of whiskey, if it's Irish, it has an E. If it's Scottish, it has a Y. Oh. Only a Y. And, and and American whiskey is only a Y. The only oh. Irish whiskey is W. I didn't know it was yep. spelled without an E. Yep. Well, yep. I learned something new today. Yes. Oh, good. Did you have a quote? Um, I mean, I didn't write it in my quote section, but I did write it in my notes. Okay. Oh, oh. hi. Oh. Hi, Drogo. Um, with, with a cone that is not... Um, conducive to life. Well, whose fault is that? You put it on him. <laughs> he should have cleaned his butt better. <laughs> yeah, he is now on your keys. <laughs> but not his butt. Hopefully not seeping. No, no, he's, no, he's not too bad. So go ahead, Sarah. What is your quote? Uh, my quote... <laughs> There's Danny for everyone who, you know, needs their fix of Danny. <laughs> go ahead. I mean, it's not super relevant because I only wrote it because it was harkening back to the execution thing where Kieran says, but we always thought he was a good man about Alistair after, <laughs> you know, eating him and yeah. letting him get just murdered for justice. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, Hi, yeah, Gogo. that that was my only over quote, I think, that I wrote down. Yeah. I have two. Okay. Because I couldn't pick between the two. So the first one is unrest and unease are two very powerful destabilizers of any society. No matter how great one is, they can be taken apart piece by piece from the inside, often weakening the foundation to the point of collapse before anyone realizes what is happening. So. So that was that first one. Do it, can, I, can, I, can I? Go ahead. I found it interesting that when they were riding into whichever city it was, it, Poppy mentioned the Colosseums on each side of the road, and I thought... There were Colosseums? Yeah. Oh. And I thought, well, that's interesting. And again, I think this kind of harkens to what you're getting at. Um, 
the downfall of Rome is essentially the Colosseums and the games. And now we see Atlantia has Colosseums. So I'm now I'm I'm really leaning towards this isn't going to be a good ending to a book. I think this is going to be we're going to find out that the Atlanteans are. I think we're going to have two powerhouses that collapse each other. Yep. Yep. I, I, yeah. Okay. And then the other one I liked was on page 451. And it's the heart doesn't care how long you may have with someone. Kieran looked over at me, his eyes sheltered. It just cares that you have the person for as long as you can. And so I liked that. And obviously he's talking about the person he lost, but I will admit when I read that, I was like, I kind of wonder if that's foreshadowing that Castile is not going to survive this. Survive this. It's fine. She'll bring him back if he dies. I don't think she will. I think because we, it goes back to earlier, one of you guys mentioned the whole what, I think even Castile himself said it, if I remember, you know, you might get to the point where there's someone who you choose Choose not not to to bring back. Or, or, or your, your power tells you that That one's one's not right. right. Yeah. I think it's going to be Castile. Could very well be. I would be impressed if it is. I mean, honestly, if, if she goes there, if she goes there and makes them actually villainous or darker rather than or brighter. Or loses control, yeah. like we were talking about. And if she actually risks Castile dying and not bringing him back, I will be impressed. But I think it's a possibility because, well, Castile's here and, oh, they love each other and their heartmates and all that kind of stuff. This isn't Castile's story. Yeah. It's Poppy's. Yeah. Castile is just a player in it. He, he, he doesn't even have a whole lot. So if you were going to take it into the hero's journey that we were talking about before, he would be a guide. Yeah. And um, guides don't always have great stories. Yeah. They, they often end up doing very bad things in order to guide the, the hero into doing the right thing. Um, so, yeah, I think... However... And this is something else that this book often reminds me of, which is supernatural. What's dead should stay dead. Yeah. If we have, if that's the next book, is her learning what's dead should stay dead? I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw the book out the window because <laughs> supernatural never got it right because they kept bringing things back. Whether what's dead should de- stay dead, um, I don't think it, you can successfully write it. And, yeah. And, unless you do it just in a book and you just leave it in the book, and what's dead stays dead. And yeah. You just leave it there. I don't, I don't know that this writer. I think I think she's hinted at it enough that someone is going to die and Poppy is going to make the active choice that she's they will stay dead. killing off characters left, right, and center. Well, not left, right, and but, center. But, but so far know. it hasn't been anyone that the reader would be significantly invested in. Okay, so yeah. is it just me or is there maybe hints that her actual true love is Kieran? And I was going to say, is she going to kill off Castile so that she can just hook up Poppy with Kieran? I don't know. I, I, they're hopefully he's, not with the he, whole bond thing. It's, it's kind of funny to me because he's affectionate with her. Yeah, but to a normal or a healthy extent. Um, whereas you're making crinkling, crinklings right really from the microphone. Open it, and, <laughs> yeah, I but know. I, her relationship with Kieran is much more healthy. Yeah. So, yeah. It's a possibility. I I wouldn't. And, and she's been hinting that the it. Wolven are the ones that should be leading this country anyway because they have more of a naturalistic. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't hate it. Yeah, they have more of a natural 
view of life, they, more nature. Yeah, and she, and she, she can't talks about them. She talks, yeah, and she can't just control them. She talks about how he's rooted in, in the woods and, and, and yeah. stuff. Okay. <laughs> you so, rolled your eyes on that. I love it. Okay. I love the looks on your faces yeah, while we're doing this. Yeah, and she's who thinks that a good ruler should be out fighting in the front lines like a fucking dumbass. <laughs> Country That's a debate. We could, we, you want to have that no, debate? we're not going to have that debate. <laughs> I can have that debate. We're not going to have that debate. We are going to start to wrap up. Oh, okay. We're wrapping up. But there up. was so much stupid in this book. But yeah, okay, fine. You can revisit it in a few months when we get the next no, book and read it. No. I'm so excited. Just eat it. Just un- undo it and eat it. We yeah. have Halloween candy, so yeah. we're eating Halloween candy. In September. In September. It's... Well, it'll be October 5th when we when this episode comes out, so it's yeah. in October. Once the Halloween candy's in the store, I can buy it, so... <laughs> those, those be the rules. We're waiting for you. Oh. Pull it apart. Yeah. Eat it. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, why are you staring at me? I'm not going to eat while you're staring at me, and we're staring at her waiting for her to eat. Hi, Drogo. Okay, so to wrap up... Kim, how exciting did you find this book? Oh, I didn't mark it again. I just zero excitement. There was no excitement. It wasn't negative excitement, excitement, but it was zero. There was no like excitement. neutral. So three. three. You didn't three. Three is zero. Remember, three is zero. I I know. I, I it, it didn't. Well, it wasn't like boring, <laughs> but it wasn't exciting. So yes, neutral. Okay. I, I don't want to give it negatives. It wasn't negative excitement. Um, I did three and a half. Okay. So slightly. I will say out of the three books, this is probably a three for me too. Um, See, here I felt Tom's- like the story was actually progressing. Even though it was ridiculous, it was progressing, which is why I gave it slight excitement level. Yeah, as I say, it, it possibly could be a four. I will say I found it more exciting the second time I read it. I actually did not find it exciting the first time I read it. Mm. Um... But some of it was the editing did draw me away from the, or some of the, the like typos and word choices did draw me away from the story, which then leads into the ease of reading, which I would give a, a, a three on this one. Um, some of those word choices were getting, we were getting turgid peaks again, and then she at least used that once. She might have used it more, but oh, I yeah. only read like one sex scene and skipped. All else, so. and and just like it is just like ease of reading, it was bland in the terms of we were recycling the same word choices again, and they didn't necessarily make sense, and so it was really hard to. Honestly, it was easier to listen to it at triple speed than it was to read it because I couldn't focus on the weird word choices. Kim. I gave it a, well, okay, because again, I didn't do it, but I, I'm going to give it a two, just because just what you just said. It's just like so it's what? Hard to get what? Yeah. What does that even mean? Yeah. What does what you say that? But what does it mean? What does that mean? Uh, frozen topaz eyes. I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I I just can't. I can't figure out what that is. Okay, and emotional reaction, Fine. Kim. Yeah. Oh no! Yeah. I thought you said. Oh, oh sorry. No, no, you, you you jumped from how exciting yeah. to you doing easy. Oh, reading. okay. Yeah, I was it's trying to cycle. Us, it. Yeah. Sorry. No, I was no, trying no, to no, cycle, and I always pick way. you guys first. No, so I was. No, you're not going that way. Drogo, go that way. Come here, Kiki. Okay, ease of reading. Uh, I gave it like a like a three and a half again. Okay. Again, because I felt like it wasn't going in introspective circles like the previous book. Just compared to the previous book. Right. It was easier for me to read. Uh, Drogo. But, yeah. It, 
I guess I didn't really notice the bad word choices as much, or at least I didn't care. I just skimmed through them. Um, well, I think uh, they end up in the middle of descriptions a lot, and it's easy to just blow through the oh. descriptions as quickly as possible. So. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Daenerys is rubbing her face against my toes, and I can feel like her teeth. <laughs> yeah. He's very affectionate in his discomfort. Yeah. Okay, Kim, what was your emotional reaction to this? Uh, well, I didn't get to the exciting part, which is the last hundred pages of the book. Um, so I'll give it neutral. I, I won't. Three. I won't. Yeah, I won't. But you rage hated on it. I feel like you need to give it at least a two with okay, the amount of rage yeah, hating going I on. Did, I did. There was there was parts of it that I was just. It like, was almost comparable to me in red, white, and royal blue. Yeah, almost. Yeah. Yeah. It didn't come across in the in the recording of this. No, when, but but I when can you promise came you. in and she had just healed that child. I was I was <laughs> livid. Again. I was oh I was and pissed. I was just like. So your moment was the child healing. My moment was the executions. Yeah. Well, I didn't like the execution. Yeah, and I'm not phased. <laughs> yeah. Everybody's like, whatever. <laughs> Vampiric cannibals. Amber's good. I'm not good. I just... <laughs> well, I mean, it was the woven that were the cannibals. Well, yeah. No, what know, does it matter if they eat up. their own... Okay, Sarah, your emotional reaction. Uh, 2.5. 2.5, okay. Primarily disgust and anger, but again, not super strong. Like, <laughs> almost neutral. Okay, I guess I gotta go to a one then, because if... if <laughs> that's not strong. Yeah, or that's not strong. Was I'm, I was, could, oh, yeah. yeah. I, I was... She no, was, I she was, was enraged. I just... I, yeah. She was about ready to put the book down and never come back to it yep. again. Yep. I was, yeah, I... There are definitely parts that annoyed me. That one part that I wrote all my notes on obviously was where the disgust came from and partly the anger. But when I closed the book, I was like, I am okay with that, I guess. Okay. Mine was a four. And it really comes down to I was invested. I... Enough that, you know, I was worried when Delano had a knife to his throat. I was upset when Lyra was killed. Um, I was like, oh shit, when Castiel was kidnapped. Um, I felt bad for Poppy when, you know, it became apparent that Castile's mother hadn't told them the truth. There were things that gave me a reason to have an emotional reaction to the story. Um, and I still want to read it and I'm excited to read the spinoff one too. We're not doing that one on the podcast because these guys can only handle so much of this if this was not clear after an hour and 40 minutes of them. (laughs) The Lord is kind. <laughs> Cutting this up like it is a carcass that wolves want to eat. <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh, now that's a good analogy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so we will be, when the next book comes out in March, shortly after that, we will be doing that. And then I can't remember if there are more books there from are, that. It's five. Okay. I looked um, it up on Goodreads. <laughs> There's another one after the one that's coming out in March. Yeah, yeah. yeah there's two more in total. Um, we can do this. So, but um, because of that, because the story hasn't completed yet, I don't think any of us have any recommendations. I don't. Um, okay, I will say any book that we have referenced, referenced throughout this entire podcast, um, other than the Aragorn book or Aragon, uh, Aragorn, Aragorn, I can't Aragorn, remember the, Aragorn, Aragorn, I can't yeah. remember what it's called. Um, any of the other books we referenced are infinitely better than this one. <laughs> so, really, okay, any of those. So, are similar. 
Okay. Yeah. That series. So, kind of. okay. Well, we won't say they are infinitely better. In my opinion, better. they are infinitely, <laughs> infinitely better. Kim's opinion. opinion. Uh, yeah. um, <laughs> those are, I would say most of those are more fantasy-oriented. If you are looking for more fantasy-style books, none of them really have the role, the... The romance isn't in your face. Sexual or romance. Up your it's it, explicit cheek. sexual romance. It's not. <laughs> explicit sexual romance is not as prevalent prevalent, prevalent, prevalent in those other books. You guys can know that these guys are driving me bonkers because I'm having a harder time with words now. I'm sorry. Just, we are entitled to an opinion. And to be strong in our opinions. Yes, but we would like to keep listeners not feel like you're bashing them. <laughs> Saying those books are better than this is implying I a book that they... That. I, <laughs> you have said it in the past on other books. But I, I, I think that we went through this entire podcast discussing the fact that she has taken ideas from other books. Yes, and yes. I, when I say they infinitely better, they are executed better in those books, which would, in my opinion, make them infinitely better than this one. I mean, this book's popular, so it can't be that bad. Yeah, I can. <laughs> well, some people think. Yeah, I. I, I We're so glad you're here and listening to us, and <laughs> I hopefully am. you found this last insight time. into the book. We discussed this last time. I am critical of what I read, and, so. and yes, understand they are not judging you. They are not necessarily judging the author. They are just vicious little creatures. We are. So there's some foreshadowing. (laughs) (laughs) Who make me want to stab them? (laughs) Again, better analogy than any we got in the book. (laughs) Sorry. So, what's your star rating, Sarah? Well, I gave it a two. A two, okay. Two. Two? Okay. I, I, I gave it a four. I, I've, I've read it multiple times. There aren't too many books that I willingly read multiple times and want to have multiple copies of. I will have multiple copies of this book and have read it multiple times and am looking forward to the next one. Um, so it, it's a four for me. I mean, to be honest, this is the kind of book that I w- usually would enjoy a lot. I think the sex scenes do really pull me out of it. And I have just in recent years gotten really tired of authors like just killing off characters. And I guess some of these tropes are a little exhausted to me. Um, so I think that's why I have a harder time with this kind of book. Because I love this like in high school or college and stuff. Well, it was just stuff we were reading like two years ago. Yeah. And that's why when you're like, oh, and I'm like, I, I don't know what to give you anymore, Sarah, because you you have burned yourself out on it. And it's funny because you liked the first one in the series and I, something yeah. happened between in book well, well, two. book I had a lot of problems with. I just, yeah. and I think that's where I started to get disinvested with it. If that's a word. I don't know. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then this book, I was doing a little bit better. And then when they did that execution scene, that was where they pretty much lost me completely. And I just started reading it without any investment. I, yeah, I stopped caring about the characters because I was like, any of them could die at any moment. And I don't even care anymore. And that was... And I think I've said repeatedly, I could have loved this series. Could have. If it had been tightened up. Considerably yeah. tightened up. 
Yeah. It, which, it's, so to be fair, you know, as I'm sitting here telling you guys to be nice, I, I will say a lot of people on TikTok when reviewing this book, it, it is, they were like, okay, at this book, it's it's kind of, it's, it's a bit much. It's really annoying to have gotten through 600 pages and... The action, the significant action is in the very last hundred pages and we're rehashing a lot of the same things and stuff. So you guys aren't alone in finding this particular one, not as. <laughs> That's going to come across on the mic. That was that was Drogo thunking his cone on the mic. Um, here, people liked the first love, the first book and like the second book because it progresses in terms of the character development, the relationship, people who love these books tend to lo- love Castile and Poppy. And so book two is solid on Castile and Poppy and, and it growing from enemies to lovers to enemies back to lovers again. Um, so people like that. This book for them was a struggle because we're getting that bigger concept. Well, and a lot of people don't like it when the relationships solidify. And, yeah. And it yeah. feels like it's going to solidify, but I think, like you said, I think it's going to drop out of that solidification. Yeah. I think we're going to lose that relationship. Yeah. So, but yeah, you guys aren't alone in your displeasure. <laughs> um, we're just doing a podcast, so we're supposed to express an opinion. And, yes. And, and maybe those opinions are coming across. A bit well, strong. And so I want, So for those who are loving this and don't agree with us, you are more than welcome to agree oh, with yeah. us. You are also more than welcome to reach out to us and be like, why did you say that? That's not fair. And, and like defend yourself. Like, yeah. like totally. It'd be fun. Um, mostly because then I will read your arguments then as opposed to just being the only one like <laughs> trying to defend. Trenched in the defense Amberly of. Needs allies. I need allies. Give Amberly allies. Um, <laughs> legitimize me picking these books to make them read them. So, which you guys actually are. We we've been slowly increasing in, in listeners, so that proves to them that you know I know what books to pick. Anyways, <laughs> now officially on that note. Our intro and outro music is by Grant Newman and is called The Battle of the Nile from Epidemic Sound. Don't forget to like, rate, and subscribe to Bookpile Banter on Spotify, Amazon Music, iTunes, or whichever platform you listen to your podcasts. We'd love to hear from you on any of our social media platforms, such as Instagram or TikTok. You can find us at book underscore pile underscore banter. You can also email us at bookpilebanter at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. <laughs>